Good evening, lunatics. Uh, it is Friday, November the 10th. Uh, we almost had an audio issue, and I just jumped into action, and I fixed it right at the last second. Um, Superman. Lord have mercy. We've had an exciting... Uh, been, been one of them days. <laughs> we've had an exciting about just, three hours. It just started like at 4 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, yep. Had a truck broke down with a clutch, uh, and so I've been chasing that. And of course, I've been trying to get this other truck ready, and I've been working like an animal. Um so and 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 Larry just reported to me uh, that the movers are going to show up in the morning to move him back into the part of his house that he hasn't seen for six months. Since April since yeah. April. So this is going to be an accelerated and abbreviated version of the podcast. Now, do you have your QuickBook thing for tonight? I what well, do? That's another thing. QuickBooks is supposed to send me a demo. Oh. Okay, I talked to the lady today. I said I need it tonight. And as of as of right now, I still don't have the key to the demo. Okay. So we may have to boot that till next week anyway. So, okay. Well, that what I'm fine. going to do when I get the demo is we're going to continue from last week. We're going to put the chart of accounts in, and we're going to start using you know the um the, a couple of the um of the journals. So, but that's probably going to have to happen next week now. So. Gotcha. Well, Larry, I've got a I've got a really interesting question for you to this evening. For me? Yes, sir. Is it? Like business related? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. This is business. All right. What I'm does, all ready for you, buddy. What does OOIDA stand for? What's Owner that operator, acronym? Independent Driver's Association. Owner Operator, Independent Driver Association. Association. Yep. What the hell is the Owner Operator, Owner Operator, Independent Driver Association? Doing, hawking for overtime pay for truck drivers, uh, buddy. That turned into a, to a, a a half company driver, um, you know, club. Uh, yeah, about five years ago. Okay, and here's here's what it is. Okay, here's what it is. They need they need dues uh, membership fees. Mm-hmm. They need members. Okay. They had now. I have not a member. I was when I first got in trucking because I thought it would be the thing to do. You know, mm-hmm. I was always a member I. of the professional associations when I, in all my photography career and everything, the dry cleaning career, everything. I was always, I've always joined the professional associations because I always felt like I got something out of it. So I did that as well. <laughs> and then I realized that was a complete waste of money and time. <laughs> um, the only thing decent, the, the magazine wasn't bad. You mm-hmm. know, when that it was a pretty, you know, it was pretty interesting. But everything else was a joke, and um, and and all they except for lobbying in Washington D.C., which you know, you know, you and I. Good luck with that. <laughs> how we feel about that, you know? Um, I'd rather be lobbying in Vegas, and you know, you get a better shot. The odds are better, you know. So, well, if you get screwed in Vegas, you're going to enjoy it a lot more. Absolutely. Now, <laughs> did you see that? Maybe speaking of that, some old dude, like some sixty, seven year old dude, um, hired a hooker. And she, up in his room, she, she beat the shit out of him and took his wallet. <laughs> of course, they found her because everything is on, on tape, you know. So, um, but yeah, she, she will pill out of him. <laughs> nice. And uh, it took his money. So anyway, you don't always yeah. enjoy it. Well, but, I, but yeah. I, I saw I was perusing through Twitter. I refuse yeah. to call it X. It's Twitter. Okay. It's Shut right. up, Elon. I don't care. Yeah, it, it it it's Twitter, formerly known as X. Okay? Yeah. Um, 
and I'm just perusing through. I'm just checking. And I see yeah. Kevin Rutherford had retweeted something that retweeted. And it was asking this very question. It's like, okay, so are you going to get brokers to pay overtime to the owner-operators and independent drivers of the Owner-Operator Independent Driver Association? Of course, there's crickets from OIDA oh, yeah. on, on oh, any yeah. of this. They're, oh, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. but, uh-huh. but there were plenty of goons, you know, joining in. A, ri- a rising oh, yeah. tide lifts all boats. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. We, all, we right. all need to stick together, you know. And mm-hmm. and uh, you know, <laughs> I've never seen a more a more socialist group than a bunch of truck drivers. Okay? <laughs> well, <laughs> so I'm serious. I mean, you go on college campuses and not find as much socialism <laughs> as you do in this yeah. industry. Okay. Yeah. They uh, well, and I referenced the communist bootlickers from last week of the National Owner Operator Association, who, by the oh. way, have 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 booted me and Richie out of their Facebook group. I which tried. I, think I, you, I, which you, is, I don't I think know if that's you, a well, you can't see it because you're not there, but I've been stirring shit up with them a little bit, okay? Mm-hmm. So, so far, I'm not kicked out, you know? Um, uh, there was, um, uh, I keep I keep, la- I keep laughing at the strike that they're having, you know? I'm like, strike. <laughs> <laughs> strike. <laughs> um, you're about to get the union you want, you know, because uh, mm-hmm. you're going to need to have a union if you're going to have a strike, so... But anyway, uh, now, Chris, I, you know, um, I think I think there was a time, you know, the, the guy that ran Oida for a long time, I can't remember his name now, he died a few years ago, but he started it. Mm-hmm. And there was a time, I think, when they were pretty effective at getting some changes made. Now, and I'm not, I don't know all the details, but I just recall reading some of these articles and, you know, they, the magazine had a thing where it would say five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago what was going on that month. And so you had all this history that was in there. And I remember them uh, affecting some pretty interesting or, or, or helpful things um, through their lobbying effort. And I think at one time they actually did have a, a, a work shut down. Uh, not only that, but they like blocked the roads. You mm-hmm. know, because this is way, was way long time ago. But, um, but you know, the, the, the need for those, the effectiveness of them, it kind of went away with the, you know, with the, um, the uh, regulation. I mean, I, I don't know. No, they were started you know, before deregulation, right back in the seventies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, but like, okay, so I, there was a letter this morning in that Noah group. Okay. From the president, I can't think of his name, but he was talking about how he had written a personal letter to the secretary of, of transportation and he had gotten a response and that, you know, that, um, and, and he interpreted that to mean that they were going to, I guess, sit down and work with him. Nothing in that letter indicated that, except that's what he hoped would happen. Uh, and he encouraged everybody to still stick together and stick to their guns because what they're doing is making a difference because he got that letter. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, you know, we'll see. I, I don't, uh, I don't, I hate to bust his bubble, but, yeah, you know, he says he's got 40,000 members. I don't know. Um, if there were 40,000 trucks off the road, I think the rates would reflect it right now. And I don't see that happening. And, um, and a lot of the guys that I see on there that are, that are quote striking. Well, they, they, they've been at home for, for months already. Mm-hmm. You know, they've parked their truck at home. They're just going to stay at home. And I'm, I'm participating in the strike cause I already was home, you know? Right. Um, I don't know. Mickey Mouse. Bullshit. Listen, 40,000 trucks is about 1%. 
Yeah, yeah. Of the yeah, trucks on yeah. the road. I mean, it's, then you move the needle. Um, well, and the other thing too is we're 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 bowing at the altar of the government to try to get them to fix our problem. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all all of his marbles are 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 in the same bag that he's throwing to the Secretary of Transportation. You know, um, and, and, and demanding that they enforce these rules and that sort of thing. So, I don't know. Here we are. We just keep doing our thing, right? Yeah. You know? Stay away from us. We don't need representation. We don't need your your solutions. Um, we're um, we just sit here and make money, you know. Yeah. Um, quite effectively. We piss, some, piss we piss a lot of people off, but you know that's a, that's entertainment. So uh, it, it's, but but it shows. I mean, even, and I'm def- as I watch comments on our, either our YouTube or our TikTok. Um, and I see other other platforms. <clears throat> the amount of people that even they don't even understand, like if you get into ten ninety nine W two, like they don't even understand like the basics of what a business structure is. No, no. you know, and <clears throat> and and rather than go, hmm, I, I guess I don't understand how this works. They just <laughs> I'm just going to defend my position. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm going to do. I'm. I'm. I'm not only am I going to yeah. be wrong. I'm going to be passionately wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm going to tell everybody about it. You know. No, I yeah. get it. I mean. I By the way, you was talking about the uh, blocking the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you see what Papa did down there in Panama? No. Environmental protesters. No. Were blocking the road. I haven't, I, mean, had, well, I haven't had a newscast on this week. Well, I, you don't, no, you I, don't, re- I you don't, haven't even read any news. You don't, you don't need the news for this one. You just need the internet. Okay. And so he well, walks up. Time for that, but. And he walks up. And this is an older white guy. Got him a beard. American yeah. dude living in Panama. Panama. Okay. And he walks up and he starts arguing with them. And I guess they told him to pound sand. So he just reached in his back pocket and pulled out his uh, force multiplier. And he stands there and just holds it for a while, you know, and he's pointing and they're arguing and then bang, bang, bang. And a couple of them drop. Is that right? Oh yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, he excommunicated a couple of them permanently. Unalived. Unalived them. (laughs) And, uh, and and what was so interesting, I guess, I guess they don't have the same police training in Panama because here's a dude that just took two people out. And the cops are just kind of gingerly and gently walking him over to the cruiser. He's not in handcuffs, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they just put him in the back. And of course, he's you know he's been charged with murder. Uh, but I saw something on Twitter, and, and one of these Twitter games was like, "Oh, so I guess you just want people to be you know instantly uh, instantly you know killed if they block the road." And the comment under it was like, "Well, not instantly, but after two or three minutes, you know." Um, but again, all right, everybody that gets, uh, correctly wound up about, you know, protesters blocking the road for this, that, or the other reason. And then out of the other side of your mouth, we're going to shut down commerce. Oh, so you're no different. It's just okay because it's okay with you to shut down commerce to show everybody how important you are, well, but their 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 cause is legitimate. The other people's cause is not. Right. 
Right. Uh, can you say uh, Israel and Palestine? <laughs> Easy now. Can you uh, say that? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So, and I would be fine if people would apply their principles, whatever your principles are. You can have different principles. I'm okay with that. I would just kind of like you to apply them evenly across the board. So if it's yeah, wrong absolutely. for those folks over there to shut the road down, right. it's wrong for right. you to do it. Right. Exactly. You know, if it's wrong for you to, <clears throat> you know, unalive somebody in the middle of the road, probably not okay for that guy to do it either. Right. Yeah. But, but y'all pick and choose you, you, you're, you're mad at this bunch over here and, and, but you're not mad at this bunch over here because you identify with them and you like what they have to say. Um, and here we are, I was thinking about this today. Like, we're just going to keep going, right? Mm -hmm. There's nothing in any of these economic shifts that is going to fundamentally change what we do on a daily basis except make us get better. We're going to be better at maintenance, learning that firsthand. Mm -hmm. We're going to be better at communicating. We're going to be better at picking loads. We're going to be better at everything that we do because all of this, all this is going to do is refine our operation because we change. We change how we do things. If, if, if there's a different variable that comes in, we go, "Mm, okay, we need to adjust. And then we'll adjust and generally find with the exception of you know, technology that I have to drag Larry Kinkin and scream into, you know. Um, <clears throat> but we're just going to adjust and we're going to keep going and we're still going to be here tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that till the Lord calls us home, okay? Some of us sooner than others, you know? Well, and some <clears throat> people say, say that that's closer than ever. <laughs> yeah. Going back to that other subject I brought up a while ago. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Um, yeah, well, you know, it uh, here, you know, I mean, I told you, I think well, a couple weeks ago, I was on the phone with one of the vice presidents at Landstar, mm-hmm. and I was telling him what was going on, and he's like, you know, he's amazed. He goes, "You guys are, you guys are, are growing, and everybody else is pulling back." You know, we've gone from eleven thousand plus BCOs down to barely nine thousand. You know, everybody is, you know, and you guys are, and and he didn't even know, and I didn't even know then. I didn't even know that we were going to be 17 strong within the next few, you know, few weeks or months. Mm-hmm. Uh, we literally have 17 drivers in the, or, uh, that are that have committed to being in the program. You know, as soon, as soon as they all go through qualifications and we get trucks lined up for them and whatnot. So, you know, we went from most of the year we've been at eight or we we hit 10 or 11 a couple of times. Then Seth went on his own and mm-hmm. diff- different things, but we've been kind of at eight most of the year. You know, that's kind of what I would say. It's our average. I haven't looked, but I'm guessing. That'd yeah, be our that's average. about right. That means that we're going to almost be double when we start, probably say March of next year. By the time we get these guys all on, you know, mm-hmm. double. So, um, I, I, this economic problem it doesn't seem to be a problem for people that know how to run a business and know how to control costs and understand that things do matter. You know. Um, and, uh, and then you mentioned principles, you know, uh, you know, we, we are principled. We don't, we don't drive deleted trucks because of a principle that we have. And that is that we're not going to cheat. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't do 1099s to people that ought to be W2s because we're not going to cheat, you know? So, um, I think that that's important. I think that, that people are attracted to that and they want to be a part of that. 
So, my opinion. Well, we had, I'm looking at our year to date, and we had through January and February, we had six trucks on the road. Um, mm-hmm. And then we added, and one left, and then we added again. Um, so I mean, you're you're gonna you that March March is a pretty good indicator because at March, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There it is, eight. First of March last year was eight. First of March next year is probably going to be sixteen or seventeen. We're literally mm-hmm. going to double the size of our fleet. In the worst year ever in trucking. <laughs> the worst year in trucking history. Um, you know, and, and we're not, I mean, the, the people aren't, we're not going to stop at that. You know, um, no. I've, I've told everybody that ask, you know, our pinch point is middle management, you know, <clears throat> uh, load planners, dispatchers, whatever you want to call them, fleet managers, fleet directors. But we've got some people that, you know, that have expressed an interest in doing that. We can't hire them. We don't hire outside middle management. We grow them here. Mm-hmm. But we've got people, we've got candidates that are, that are ready to do that. And, and so that, that will support this growth, you know. Um, we've even got a, a truck owner or two that, that would really, really like to be involved in this uh, middle management thing. So, you know, the, 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 the horizon looks good for us, you know? Um, and if we're, if we can do that, look, everybody's not making tons of money, you know, but every, we're, we're making money, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we're doing it in a time when most people are not, you know? So as this worm turns and, uh, and it will, it will, it's just a matter of when it's going to happen. Now everybody's saying third quarter next year, you know, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, if we can get fuel prices back up to six dollars a gallon, it'll go a lot quicker. Okay. <laughs> the accurate but, statement there, mm-hmm. though, really, if you really think about it, that it's third quarter next year. Mm-hmm. All that means is that third quarter next year, all the people that made all the bad decisions in twenty one and twenty two can make mm-hmm. all those bad decisions again and still survive. That's right, really exactly. what that means. Yeah. Right fair. now is the time when people like us we thrive. You know, yeah. Um, yep. But don't worry if you were if you uh, revel in making stupid decisions like people did in twenty one and twenty two. About third quarter twenty twenty four, y'all gonna be able to kick that stupid into overdrive and do it all over again. <clears throat> um, here's a question: How has the average weekly pay of drivers been affected? Well, they've been <clears throat> affected. So yeah, it has been affected. So if and if if you think about it, all right, and this is true of your truck. When fuel goes up, the surcharge goes up, right? And so we consistently are at or below the fuel surcharge on our cost of fuel. All right. Right. So you could say "Mm, the fuel's free. All right. Right. Well, with the way Landstar does the fuel surcharge. That when the fuel goes up, more of the line or more of the revenue is moved over to fuel surcharge and drivers are not paid on fuel surcharge. So the portion of that revenue that, that, that the driver gets a percentage of is, is, is shrunk. Okay. So if you're the owner of that truck, which is what we're teaching people to be, is to learn how to be the owner, your Revenue that you can do things with other than buy fuel is is shrunk by the amount of fuel money that's going to fuel, mm-hmm. which is where our strategies come into play 
of how we're managing tires and how we're managing oil and how we're managing time and all of those things because you have a lot smaller window of, for lack of a better term, disposable cash or disposable income to use on things other than fuel, right? So... Yeah, and and here's the other thing. I mean, to, to answer the question directly, yes, uh, you know, we were it, a couple of years ago. We were telling people that came here that probably they'd make somewhere between eighty and ninety grand. You know, mm-hmm. uh, now we're telling people somewhere between seventy, seventy seven, seventy, seventy five, and eighty. You know, mm-hmm. but here's the thing. I know, and maybe not, but I mean, I sense the troll coming here. But you have to remember, our guys don't come here for the money. Our guys are coming here for the education. All right. The experience, the, uh, the, the knowledge, the skill sets, you know, uh, the, 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 the coaching, the being held accountable. Um, the, the money is just what we have to make to make, to get everybody paid. You know, I mean, we can't, uh, we can't have a guy take off for a couple of years and come to the blue ribbon school and pay tuition, stay in a dorm and act like a college student. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's just not practical and we wouldn't right. do it anyway. So we have to come here and run a trucking business because number one, that's the, the, the vocation they've selected to open their business in. And number two, that's how we generate the money. That's how, that's who pays everybody. You know, uh, our, our, our course is not, there's no charge for our course. If you come here and complete it, you know? Um, and so, um, the, you know, the, the, the money's important because everybody has to live and we have to get paid for what we do, but that's not what we, that's not how we recruit. You know, that's how, no, that's not what we, matter of fact, we tell people, you know, if, 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 uh, if, if you're looking for a good job, we're not it. We're a terrible job probably. And, um, because here you have to, you have to be accountable, you know, and, uh, and we don't do a lot of employee things, um, because we're teaching people how to, how to break that cycle of being an employee. And the only way you do that is to treat them like a business person, you know? And well, that means that all the entitlements went away, you know? So this truck that broke down today, okay, the driver in that truck, he's going to be involved in the problem solving. And guess what's not going to happen while the truck's broke down? Him making money. Because that's what would happen if it was his truck. The good thing about it is he doesn't have to pay to fix the truck. But he does have to suffer the consequences of it because that's how you learn. And so that's what we do here. Hope I answered your question. Here's a question I'm going to answer on YouTube. Do you believe the freight rates have anything to do with who is the president? (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely not. And absolutely yes. Okay. People, humans, will make different decisions based on their perception. And so while I believe that President A versus President B doesn't really, that their existence doesn't have anything to do with it. I believe that people will make different decisions when there's a Republican in office than they will make when there's a Democrat in office. So that's to say, what to say that there's no effect is incorrect because I've watched it. Um, did it years ago. We were moving from West Virginia, Ohio, and we went and took a bunch of excess stuff out of the storage unit to the flea market. Big, huge flea market in Milton, West Virginia. And I'm just, I back my pickup truck up there and I've got all my stuff out. And this old man walked past me three or four times and he was looking at an extension ladder that I had. And he'd look at it and he'd walk on by and he'd come back. He must have looked at it five or six times and he goes, uh, he goes, what do you want for that ladder? And I don't remember what I told him. 
He goes, well, these are Republican times. These are hard times. <laughs> and I'm like, buddy, you think I give a shit how much I'm going to sell you this letter, this ladder for, for who's in, who's president right now? I, I couldn't care less. So give me the 50 bucks or whatever, or, you know, um, but that was all perception, right? And I've watched people in business make completely different decisions because a lot of times people in business are very conservative minded and they will get a warm and fuzzy feeling around them if Trump or whoever's in office, and that will make them make different decisions. Now, obviously, you know, Trump made a big t- uh, tax change um, that I've, I think was beneficial to a lot of people, even though tax, taxation is theft perpetrated by a criminal gang. Um, but it, it did make some changes. Um, but like Rocky said just below that, it's all supply and demand, right? And when you have a central authority with enough power to drop the nuke on the economy that it did over the last three years, those waves are going to ripple. And that's what we're dealing with right now. I mean, this, when I look, I wasn't, I was born in 76, but I wasn't really conscious for the time from what, 73 to about 82, you know, with all the inflation and all the crazy stuff that was going on. But when I look at the time now and I kind of see the parallels, that tells me that we get to do the 80s all over again, but this time we got Wi-Fi. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. Well, the other thing about that president question is that, um, I mean, it, it's, it's, again, it's an effort to, to, to blame somebody else or, or to depend on somebody else to fix something for you. Um, you know, there, it, it, it doesn't matter who the president is. Okay. Because if that mattered, then, you know, you're, what are you going to do? Close up your business when the, when the, the other party, uh, gets elected. Uh, I mean, that, that's the thing about what we do. It doesn't really matter. Okay. Now, occasionally there are, there are administrations that are more friendly to business than are not. Okay. Um, typically historically, those have been Republican, administrations because they relax some of the regulations and they make things easier to do. But in the, in the opposite side of that, it doesn't make it impossible to do. It just makes it a little more difficult to do. And nobody promised it. You promised you that it was going to be easy. And so the, um, the idea of building a, a, uh, a business that's going to be, you know, uh, profitable and survive you have to be able to accommodate whatever the economic situation is. You can't just go, well, look, you know, we're, we suck right now because of, because of Biden, you know, uh, listen, I, we're, first of all, we're not Biden people. You know, here's the thing. I, my, my friends are all confused. Okay. They stay confused because my conservative friend thinks I'm a liberal. My, my liberal friends think I'm a conservative. So they don't have any idea because they don't understand I'm neither one and don't give a rat's ass. Um, but the, um, but, but, we don't, what we do here is not dependent on that, you know? And so, uh, and we don't want it to be dependent on that. I don't want to have to worry about whether or not the next administration is going to let me stay in business or not. I just want to do what I do and make it work in any situation. So could care less, honestly. I mean, look, if, if, if an administration gets in there and they change some things to make it a little bit easier, great. It's kind of like, you know, making money when the economy is good. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing. It's going to make a bunch of money. Okay. 
and then we're going to put it in the bank. And then when it gets tightened up again, we just, we just tighten up. And we, we run the same way, no matter what you do, it's just how much money are we putting in the bank, you know, uh, or, or not. And so it doesn't really matter. Right. Oh, Chris, I can't hear you. Sorry. Don't hear you, bud. Well, there I muted go. myself to blow my nose trying to be okay. professional All right. and uh, didn't think it Um Speaking of putting money in the bank, why don't you take a minute to talk about our sponsor? <laughs> well, yes, we should. Uh, uh, we are sponsored by Pittsburgh Power uh, up in Saxonburg, Pennsylvania. They are a diesel performance shop uh, specialized in Cummins and Freightliner. Um, they work on most anything, but those are the things that they're the best at. Uh, they also, uh, have a lot of uh, diesel performance parts that they sell and very, very good diagnosticians. They have electrical engineers on staff and, uh, have a great shop. Um, we use their products. I started using their products back in 2009 and, um, uh, for fuel, um, modifications, fuel, uh, mileage modifications. And, um, we, um, Still do. They, uh, the OPS is one of the things that we, the, we advocate the most, oil purification system. For those of you guys that don't know what OPS means, <clears throat> and that was a standalone company up until a couple years ago, and then Pittsburgh Power bought that company out. So it uh, worked out good for us because we already had a relationship with both of them. Um, but uh, they, uh, you know, they um, uh, sell a lot of products that, that help us make better fuel mileage. The most popular ones that we use, uh, besides the, um, you know, the uh, the engine components like the the um, uh, damper and, and 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 that kind of stuff, uh, intake manifold, all, all these performance parts, are the uh, the OPS and the catalytic uh, the catalyst, the fuel borne catalyst. So um, we are uh, stocking distributors of those products, and if you go to our website, uh, you can order them, and we'll ship them directly to you. And um, we. Um, appreciate Pittsburgh Power supporting us. This is their, our second year now with them, and we uh, we certainly appreciate them supporting the podcast, and we hope that when you uh, need something and you give them a call, uh, you let them know that you heard about them on the Blue Ribbon Podcast, so they'll continue to support us going forward. So, Absolutely. <clears throat> um, gosh, I'm, I was thinking about something I was going to share, and then I completely forgot. Let me roll through the comments really quick. Uh, all Rocky said, um, he's going to get me to come down to Florida and run a shop for him and we can diagnose driveline problems on FaceTime and charge an hourly rate. Uh, we had, we had a situation the other night that was fixing to get real expensive. And thanks to a driver, brand new guy, by the way, paying attention, he started to feel a little bit of a vibration between 20 and 25 miles an hour. And so I called Rocky and um, told him about it. And then uh, Rocky had a conversation with the driver. And then my phone rings and it's Rocky and the driver on FaceTime. The driver's underneath the truck and we're looking and looking and looking. And we'd found a transmission fluid leak, but we had j literally 100 miles earlier checked the transmission fluid and it was fine. And we're trying to figure out what this is. And right as we're getting ready to, shut her down the driver's crawling out from under the truck and rocky goes hey what was that and he shines it back and i don't know what you call these style of u-joints but they have a cap and there's two bolts 
that go in that hold the mm-hmm. cap. One mm-hmm. of the bolts was missing, and the other one had mm-hmm. backed out. And I bet if he would have drove another 100 miles, that drive shaft was going to violently leave the chat and probably take $3,000 worth of stuff with it. Um, yeah, we, we, we've seen that thing before, haven't we? We have. <laughs> Up on I-80, as I recall. I was telling Karen that the other night. I don't know if y'all have heard this story, but if you're new, you'll love this. Uh, Larry calls me and says, hey, the drivers broke down in Pennsylvania, and um, we didn't know what had happened with the truck yet. And so um, I call him, and I said, where are you? And he said, on I-80. And I'm like, well, could you be a little more specific? So I look at the GPS coordinates, and I see where he's at. And I'm like, are you on the shoulder? He said, no, I'm on I-80. And I, what do you, what do you mean on on I-80? He's, he's sitting in the slow lane. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I determined that the drive shaft had come out of it. I guess at like 70 miles an hour. And so he just coasts to a stop in the slow lane. Thank God he was like a mile from a TA. So I got a guy to tow him in, and I still haven't seen the truck, and, and I, I'm talking to the TA shop guy. I'm like, well, send me some pictures or something. He goes, oh, you're going to love this. <laughs> the carrier bearing was gone, like yeah. left the building. No carrier bearing, no drive shaft. The drive shaft, we never saw it again. It was gone forever. It's laying over yeah. the hillside yeah. somewhere in Pennsylvania. It, it's went, it's, yeah, it's. And, and I saw the damage from when that thing came apart. I mean, it made gouges in the frame. It hit the frame so hard. Yeah. And I asked, <laughs> I asked the driver, I said, did you feel any vibration? No, no, everything no, was no, fine. No, I'm like, anything, Dude, didn't feel anything. listen, <laughs> based on what was left of that carrier bearing, that thing had to have been just violently shaking. And he's like, man, not a problem here. Let's keep my foot in it until... You know, everything disintegrates. Um, so that boy, that could have been real expensive real fast. And it's on a Volvo on top of that. So oh, yeah, get, yeah, couldn't yeah. have gotten any worse than that, you know. So yeah, so, yeah that was crazy. Um But I mean, look, right Rocky picked up on it. I mean, he saw that and just in a in a minute said, Hey, what was that? I mean mm-hmm. I mean look guys, we uh you know, Rocky's not a paid sponsor, but I'm gonna tell you right now, um uh, North Florida MD alignment, Rocky Rockefeller. He's W Rock on the YouTube right now. Um, this guy knows his shit. Okay, mm-hmm. former BCO started an MD alignment shop a few years ago, and uh, he makes so much money now he can't can't he can't afford to drive, and so uh, I think he's given up the driving career, and now he's going to be a MD alignment guy for the rest of his life. But listen, the guy knows alignment. Okay, the guy knows trucks. And if you guys have any kind of suspension problems or anything at all, you know, go down and let Rocky take a look at your truck. You know, uh, if, you, if you've been going and getting alignments at TAs and places where they got those fancy computers and you leave there and you're still wearing tires, <laughs> yeah, he can tell you why. Okay. And he can make that not happen again. Um, but, um, you know, you, you, you really need to, uh, to run down there and let Rocky take a look at your truck. And uh, you will be surprised how much better it will run or drive when it goes straight mm-hmm. and when all the suspension is in, is in the proper situation. So I, and I, I also bet you, you get to you get to save a bunch of money because you don't wear out tires. You know, so I mean, we've got all these trucks at way over a million miles, million five, million seven. I think Richie's is getting close to two million. Yeah, and you can drive them down the road with one finger. 
Just lay one yep. finger on the steering wheel, and they run straight as an arrow. Um, yeah, we have that six-second rule. You should be able to turn the steering wheel loose, and it should not hit the white line for six se- until six seconds. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's um, you know, but you you know th- that's the thing, um, and and you the the new we got two new guys here, been here a week, and they're just wide-eyed, and they're just you know they're just all the time looking around, going, oh my god, you know, because it's such a culture shock, you know, yeah. when you. When you you know how to drive a truck, that that's not in uh, up for debate. But when you get expe- exposed to all of the things that it takes to make a business work and 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 continue and be sustainable, um, it it it's shocking, you know. Um, well, I mean, guys that come here, you know, they they're they're good drivers. Otherwise, Landstar wouldn't wouldn't approve them. So mm-hmm. they're you know that's not the. But what they don't understand is what they don't know. You know, they don't, they, the things that are really important to stay in business, most truck drivers don't think they're important. And things that are really, really not important to stay in business is what truck drivers dwell on. And so that's what we hear. That's, that's what we do here. We have to get their attention. We have to break that chain of, of, of ignorance that they have. And I'm not being disrespectful. They just don't, they just don't know. And they've not mm-hmm. been exposed to the things that are important. To stay in business. And the number one thing, and you, you preach it more than anybody I've ever heard, the number one thing is, guess what? The customer comes first. Yep. And that's such a foreign concept. Oh, yeah, they hate know, it. To, to, to everybody, you know. Uh, they just don't understand that. Why, why? And that's, that, you know, if we had to sum up everything about what we do, I mean, look, we talk about saving money and cutting costs, da, 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 da. But, but that's all subservient to the fact that our business philosophy is the customer comes first, you know, and we don't just make lip service out of that. We literally do. When we got a truck right now that's, that's on, that's was on the side of the road. There's a load on that truck. Okay. We're not going to repower that load. You know, we're going to, we're going to make that load get delivered, whatever it costs us to do it. We could get out of it. We could have it repowered, but that's not what we do here. That's not how we build the relationships we build is we'll do, we'll get that load delivered. If Chris has to go down there and deliver it, you know, so it's, uh, again, principles. We're principled. We took the load. We're going to deliver it, you know, and uh, we're not going to call the agent and go, hey, you're going to get somebody else to take this load. We broke down. You know, that's not how we're going to do this. That's not how we've ever done it. And the whole time we've been together, I can think of maybe two times that we had to, to, um, to and, and even then we repowered it with people that we found ourselves and, and did a cooperative thing, a collaborative thing to get it repowered because just couldn't do it. Didn't have any, you know, any spare trucks or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but that's, that's part of what we do here. And it's, and that's all about serving the customer. Cause when you serve the customer, guess what they do? They're loyal to you. You know, they're loyal to you. And I read all these articles and these Facebook things about the, from all these independent owner operator associations, you know, and all they do is shit on their customers. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. All they do. It's all only about them. Only about them. I can't understand why the customers won't pay them. You know? So, um, and now you know, now we have a martyr in this cat that went up there and parked his truck in front of TQL and got his $8,000. Did you hear find out that they actually had paid his factoring company the day before he went up there? I did not. That's, well, that's what I read. Now, I don't know that as a fact, hmm. but I read that from a very reliable source. That his factory company had been paid 
the day before. Of course, he's in all the news now because he took on the big boys and won. You know, <laughs> well, you know, you don't, you shouldn't have to take on the big boys. You know, um, but we, we've never, <laughs> we've never not gotten paid. Not one time. You know, not one time. Never not gotten paid. We didn't have, we didn't have, we don't have to park our truck in front of people's places and threaten them. And it, we just don't have that problem. You know, uh, somebody said something today about factoring. And of course I couldn't resist. I jumped on there and they want, what's a good factoring company. I said, why are you giving all your profits away? You know, to a loan shark, mm-hmm. modern day, modern day loan sharking. And you and, and do you have to run your business by, 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 by using a, uh, a payday, a loan company? Well, that, you know, shit storm started after that, you know, obviously, um, because these guys, they can't even stay in business without giving away all their profit to a factoring company. But yet they'll, the, the, the brokers are ripping them off and stealing from them. But the factory companies, they bend over and give them a jar of Vaseline and say, here, go, mm-hmm. you know, so I can get some money tomorrow, you know, without, you know, with that, with, with recourse. I mean, it, it's, it's a shit show and that's how the industry does it. That's the standard of the industry. If you're an independent owner operator, let's go factor, you know, Mm -hmm. I can show you guys, um, I can show you guys this. Um, I could tell you weren't listening to me. You're working, you're working on something else. I was listening to you, but I was going to show you guys this U joint. I I got a picture of it on the screen. Um, this U joint that, uh, was about to come apart. You can see that flat piece there is what holds the cap in. And so that bolt, was probably about three threads from coming out. Mm. And this yeah. was just behind the carrier bearing. So basically that drive shaft right on t- underneath that battery box. And if that now, thing let me come apart. Let me point out something. Let me point out something else here, Chris. It's mm. that, that may or may not be obvious. How often do we take a truck in for a chassis lube? Uh every twelve thousand five hundred miles. Twelve thousand five hundred miles. So within twelve thousand five hundred miles, somebody has put a grease gun on that Zerk fit I'm looking at right there in that picture. Mm-hmm. And they did not see that cat pulled off there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I even took that long, you know, I mean, we, we want, we want to talk about another problem here, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Um, I've got one that is going to make you really happy. Me? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. There's a TikTok comment. Says the guy giving up 35% of gross revenue. <laughs> listen, brother, I, listen, we literally can't help the fact that you don't know how to operate a calculator. Okay. I, that, that, that's really not our fault or our problem. Here's the thing I know that a bunch of you knuckle dragging, bootlicking communists that can't use a calculator think. That it's a zinger. Oh, look at these dumb sons of bitches. They give away 35% of their revenue. You're a moron, okay? You don't understand how the contract works, okay? At all, okay? You don't understand the differences between being leased to a carrier and having your own authority. You don't understand it, right? So I know it just fills y'all up with joy to sit safely ensconced behind your keyboard and type out just ridiculous horseshit like that, okay? I know how good that makes you feel, but please understand, we don't care. We're not going to apologize. We're not ever going to say, oh, my gosh, you hurt my feelings by saying something stupid on the Internet. It doesn't matter, 
We're not giving up 35% of the gross revenue. That doesn't happen. It is 100% not true. You can believe in Santa Claus all you want, but he's not real, okay? It's not real. I know yeah, y'all it, believe this nonsense, but it's not real. Move on to something else. Like everything else in the trucking industry, that's what somebody has said. Oh, yeah. don't go to Landstar because it costs, you know, but you don't take the time to get the calculator out and understand what it is, okay? Because just like you talked about here, we're, we don't factor, okay? We don't have cargo liability insurance. We don't have trailer cost, okay? We don't, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at all the things that we don't pay for or we do pay for, but it's, it's in a set percentage, mm-hmm. okay? As opposed to the things that you pay for that are not set, like your insurance cost, okay, if you, or, or, or all the other variables that you have to deal with, compare those costs to our costs, which are set. Mm-hmm. I've, we've been at Landstar 12 years. My unli, unla, unladen liability has not changed in 12 years. My physical damage has not t- changed in 12 years. And I've had people total four trucks. Mm-hmm. And our, our, our premium hasn't changed one penny, you know? And so before you start throwing around these, these little things that you hear that sound so neat, like giving up 35%, no, we're not giving it up. We pay one person for all these things. You pay multiple people. All right. So if you, again, if you, if you compare apples to apples and not, you know, uh, just Throw things out there that, that sound really good that you've heard that, that look really good because I'm talking about people factoring and how stupid it is. And that's in your mind, three or 4%. And here we are giving away 35%. Well, number one, if you annualize that 3% that you're paying, it's way more than 35%. Way more. So, yeah. I mean, you're just showing everybody how fucking stupid you are. And that's fine. We, you're allowed to do that on TikTok. You know, that's a, it, that's a good thing about TikTok mm-hmm. so far. Now, the Republicans are going to try to, to go, try to ban it, uh, I understand again. <laughs> yeah. so, but right now, Bless uh, their hearts. You know, all, you got, all you guys that want Trump to come back in there, okay, forget TikTok when that happens because the Republicans are, you know, we're, we're selling shit to the Chinese. Well, listen, don't get me started. We, <laughs> the guy we have in the office, in the, in, the, in the White House right now, has sold more shit to China than, you'll, than TikTok ever will. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and here's, here's the thing. Okay, I'm very, very well versed in what uh, what it's like leasing a truck or trucks to a carrier, right? I mean, we're we're very well versed in it because we do it every day. Well, we also understand how it works. I know how to get an authority. I know what's required to get an authority. I know if 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 we thought it was a better deal. We could run our 10 trucks under their own authority like that with no, like, I completely understand every single aspect there is to operating a truck under its own authority. But people that don't know jack shit about the differences, I understand the differences. And I can line right. them up and I can compare them side by side because I know how both work. And then I have right. these knuckle-dragging Neanderthals in the comment sections that have no concept or clue how the actual contract works. And then they want to throw shade like they know what they're talking about because they believe everything they think. And then they find another bunch, like the owner-operator, uh, what do you call them, 
association, you, you get a bunch of other Neanderthals together and y'all keep repeating the same nonsense in an echo chamber until you believe it. Um, and I'm going I'm to address something else here. Um, I have, cat, uh, what do you call it? Not uh, cataloged the work that I've done on this truck on TikTok. Okay. Eight days. I think I've still got to post day number eight. Okay, but the very first one, I said I got three days to get this truck done, and that was you've the goal. Docu- you've documented. Documented. Your work thank on you. This. That's the word you're looking. I, for. I I've documented everything that I've done by myself. By the way, um, with with a tiny little bit of help, I had one guy help me for about two hours total. Um. Well, obviously, a guy that's not a mechanic, never been to school to be a mechanic, doesn't have certifications as a mechanic. Doing that in three days was a was a was a monumental task. Okay. And I didn't get it done. And I'm still working on it. I'm gonna be working on it tomorrow and probably Sunday too. But I've done all this by myself. And I've I've uh, documented this so that other people can see what it looks like, so other people can learn from what I'm seeing and what I'm doing. And then I'll get these these dipshits in my which I've just blocked them all. I just got tired of listening to them. Um, that want to remind me that I didn't get it done in three days. Well, guess what? Um, you weren't going to get it done in three days either, right? But again, you're you're a chicken shit little boy sitting behind your keyboard that makes you feel good. You get your rocks off by throwing <laughs> shots at somebody that can do something that you can't do, so you're jealous. I know that's the big part of the problem. But I'm doing this so <clears> other <throat> people can learn from it. That's the whole point of this. Everything that we do here, all of this information that we give away for free, if you'll just listen. This this is getting better. This is getting better, Chris. What's getting better? This guy knows about 35% because he was a BCO. Oh. <laughs> so now he was a BCO and thinks it's 35%. You're now, not is helping. Is there any wonder why he's not a BCO anymore? <laughs> You're not helping yourself, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep digging that hole there, buddy. Uh, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, let me, let me, let me, let me just assure everybody of one thing. Okay. I've been in business for almost, I'm I'm going to be 70 years old in about two weeks. Okay. Yes. I'll take all kinds of birthday gifts. I prefer, uh, Buffalo trace products. Um, and I've been in business for almost 50 years. Okay. Almost probably 48. I think I started in business when I was 22 and I can tell you this. Okay. If, if, if I wanted to have my own authority, I would be very, very good at it. Number one, I wouldn't One hundred percent. I mean, I, I would be the best person with authority that there is out there because I'm a very, very good business person, okay? But because I, with all of my wisdom and experience and, and knowledge and, and, you know, and, and expertise, don't you think if that was the most most profitable way for me to operate my business that I would take my 17 to be trucks in, in March and, and have my own numbers. Do you think that I'm not smart enough to figure out that the 35% that you think that you give up? Okay. Um, it w- w- would, 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 would not be in my best interest. I mean, do you, do you think that I am a moron? You know, uh, here we are, here we are in the worst time in history of trucking, and we're doubling the size of our company. Mm-hmm. Okay? You used to be a BCO. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm sure that probably didn't end well. And I understand and, now and, why. And I, it was <clears> all <throat> Lynn Starr's fault, too. 
right? Don't Absolutely forget that. It was. Yeah, because they take they took that money. They took that <laughs> money. You sat down in a room and you had a sixty-six page document put in front of you, and you didn't read a friggin' word of it. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. And then some things don't work out the way you want. You probably weren't very good with uh, with negotiating. You probably weren't very good at building relationships. Probably weren't very good at most things. And so Landstar fucked you over, and now you used to be a BCO, and now you want to tell everybody else about how Landstar took 35% of your money. I can tell, well, I'm not even going to get into that because it doesn't really matter. But just go on. Just get your jollies off. It doesn't I mean you're not hurting anybody, okay? You're just showing a lot of people that are live right now and a whole lot more that are going to watch this thing uh, in, uh, in, on YouTube as, as posted about how big a moron that, that people can be. That, and and I'll, I'll tell you this, okay? Before I came to Landstar, I had a vision of Landstar that it was all one percenters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's what I saw. That was the, the impression I got from Landstar people. Because at the, at the uh, owner-operators convention that I would go to back then, uh, there were about a 25 or so percent of the people there were Landstar. They were one percenters. So when I came to Landstar and saw that there were people like you, I was so disappointed <laughs> Because I thought Landstar was only smart people. And I found out that 99% of them are fucking morons. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and I'll tell you this. Okay. We've never, ever had a BCO come in our program and last more than about eight weeks. Mm-mm. Okay. No never. Words. And we can take people with one and two years experience, you know, and come here and turn them into expert business people. Okay. And, 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 but, but these BCOs that, 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 you know, make their way to Landstar and then they, uh, you know, they, they, they can't tie our guy's shoes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, well, you, you, uh, I heard, I heard, I heard Larry Long quoted the other day. I was talking to Chris Dolan and he said, oh, what is it? You said that people have an entitlement mentality. Well, I bought a truck, so therefore I deserve this, that, and the other. And he's like, as a shop owner, like they call me and their expectation is I have to help them. You know, it always starts out with how broke they are, right? I don't have any money. Um, you know, my pistons are, are laying in the hammer lane. Um, <laughs> I, I need you to help me. And it's like, well, who's going to help him? Or who's going to help the truck stop operator? Or who's going to help the loader? Like, why don't they ever get help too? You know, but it's always the truck driver that is, oh, well, you know, well, I'm in trouble. And so now everyone owes me a cheaper bill. They owe me this and they owe me that. Guys, there's the, th- the, the greatest thing about self-employment and being in business is that nobody cares about you, right? That comes in handy. They care about the level of service you provide, but the very minute that your service level goes away, they couldn't give a rip about you, right? Oh, but I'm, I'm, wait a minute. I'm the most important link in this chain. That's what that NOAA says. We are the top. What, I, I sent you the quote. I, I texted you that quote. Uh, we are the top of the chain, or some something like that. I'm, I sent I sent it to you. You should look, look it up. Um, that's their mantra, you know. Um, it, it 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 just flabbergasted. You know, it, I, when I got in trucking, I was kind of uh, 
I was I was surprised and bewildered at how many people do this and fail. Mm-hmm. And then I figured out, well, there's no, it's, it, it, there's no, it's, there's no mystery to it. You know, the, the guys that, that, that start their business in trucking just want to drive a truck. They just want to drive a truck and not have a boss. Okay. That's all they want. They just want to drive a truck and get rid of their, they want to replace their boss with them and they don't have any respect for their boss. Okay. But they don't understand what the boss has that they don't have. And that's how to run a business that driving the truck is not what it's about. You know, well, I, you know, also I don't understand. I'm the one that drives. I'm, I'm the one most important one. No, you're not. No, you're really not. Nope. Okay. Not even close. Uh, and, and the longer you believe that, the longer it's going to take you to understand what it takes to be in business. So, um, I don't know. It's, uh, the, the, the failure rate is, is in, it, it's incredible. You know, it, it's unbelievable. Um, and then, you know, it, it, and you would think that with, with as many people failing as they are right now, you know, I mean, you see them every day, you know, Hey, I'm selling my truck. I'm getting out. I've had no, da, da. but yet I see more advertisements for lease purchases than I've ever seen. Yep. I mean, mm. you, you think that, I mean, how, how can that, how can those two graphs not cross, but mm-hmm. they run parallel, you know? I made some phone calls this week because I was curious. And it's what started me down this path was I saw this story where a woman called Dave Ramsey. She was $192,000 in student loan debt. I saw that. And she was wanting to know how to live on her husband's $33,000 a year income, I guess, so she'd be a stay-at-home mom. And I was telling my mother-in-law this other night. She heard the call live, which I would now love to hear because apparently Dave was speechless. Okay, and to get and to render (laughs) Dave Ramsey speechless, you've you've accomplished something. Okay, and so I thought. First of all, I thought mathematically, I got out to BSE nine thousand. I went okay, hundred ninety-two thousand dollar investment. What's it going to take to get any kind of return on investing hundred ninety-two thousand dollars into anything? Right? right. Right. Okay. And I thought, well, there's, there's maybe a handful, five, eight, 10 college degrees that could generate a, a stream of income over time that would justify $192,000 income. And I've always talked about the trades, you know, getting a CDL or whatever. Well, I made some phone calls to the local trade schools around here. And I found out that um, one, has a seven-month welding program that costs $5,800. One about four miles from my house is free, okay? And it's a it's like a nine-month complete welding course. And before I did this, I called the welding shop that I've used before, and I went, hey, I, I need to know something. If somebody goes to one of these local trade schools and they come out with a certificate, what are they good for? And he was like, well, they... I mean, they should have the basics. They should be able to go get a job as a welder. They would understand the, the the physics and the basics of welding, and they should be able to get a job as a welder. Now, they're not going to be as good as me. You know, that guy's been in business for years and years and years. But they mm-hmm. could go to work for him and then decide different metals, different types, and, you know, in which direction they want to go. He also said something very profound. He said, you also better figure out if you hate it or not, right? Because you don't ever want to do a job that you hate. 
So I'm I'm thinking, okay, a from anywhere from zero to six thousand dollar investment in seven or eight months to become a welder, and instantly, or you're worth some kind of paycheck, you know, forty, mm-hmm. fifty, sixty grand. Okay, and and what I told him, I said, look, here's what we do. You know, we could take somebody from zero with no experience. They could be flipping burgers today. They could invest four to six thousand dollars and get in a CDL. They could go get a years of experience, come to our eighteen month program, and in less than three years, they could go from flipping burgers to being an owner operator making one hundred fifty, two hundred grand a year. And I mm-hmm. said, so that's my parallel. That's what I'm trying to look for. And he goes, absolutely. You get the certificate. You go work for a year or two and get your skills built up. Then you absolutely could be a standalone welder with your own business and your own customers, and absolutely do exactly what you're talking about. And then she, on the side, she said, well, we've got a truck driving school here. And I said, oh, do you now? And she goes, yeah, we just started. Would you like to come up and talk to our classes? I said, oh, you bet your, <laughs> oh, you bet your sweet ass I'd oh, love to have a, come yeah. over and have that conversation. <laughs> Y'all sit down and listen for just Never a minute. send that invitation. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Um, have you been? Have you been? No, we just, I just, we just had this talk oh, the other day. Okay. But, um, <clears throat> oh, I would love to, you know. Uh, guys have been in this business almost 30 years. If anybody offers you a lease contract, I want you to tear it up in little pieces and throw it in trash. Okay. Yeah. That's where we're going to start. First um, of all, read it. Before you, th- before you throw it away, read it. Yeah. <clears throat> and if you don't understand it, take it to your attorney. Then tear it up and throw it away. Yeah. Now, so you understand why you don't want to do that. There's a string of comments here on TikTok from uh, Jason Momoa, Mimosa. Sorry. Momo. That's the, that's the actor. Um, mimosa is a is a is a is a morning is a breakfast drink. Okay, well I could probably use one of those. It's orange juice and champagne. No, thank you. Um, new owner operator, truck and trailer paid off. Never drove a day in my life. Picking it up this week. Let's talk. Says been watching us for a while. Owns two restaurants, one commercial rental, one residential rental. Residual income, a residual hundred twelve dollar twelve thousand dollar passive income. Um, Jason, we certainly could have a talk with you. Um, but I got, uh, you got to understand, I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're doing well investing in real estate, a lot of the same principles apply, but buddy be, I mean, careful. Oh my God. Just, just be so careful. Because I, I I know I was talking to a guy earlier who had who had an authority had a fleet and is embroiled in a lawsuit where another company hit and destroyed his truck. All right, has witnesses, has documentation, even has testimony from the driver that hit them that he was driving too fast on slick conditions, and they're still suing this company that doesn't exist anymore, and and basically just trying to bankrupt them with legal fees. Right, we've had four trucks totaled. You know how many lawsuits we've been embroiled in? That'd be zero, right? Um, you, you is got. He, is he going to be the driver? Or is he going to hire a driver? Oh, I figure he's going to hire one. I figure he wants to be. Well, it's passive income. I mean, of course, that's what everybody yeah. wants to do. I mean, yeah, well, paid for well, truck look, and trailer. Look at the comments here, because that's who you're hiring. Okay, <laughs> look at the comments. That's what you're dealing with. Right. Okay. So all these other things you're used to working with, you ain't used to working with truck drivers. And uh, 
that's a whole different game. Okay. Jason, just read all these comments and look at all of our, our TikToks and look at all the trolls and look at all the comments. That's who you're hiring. So good luck to you. Jason, Jason. understand this. Okay. If not for our training program, <clears throat> there would be no fleet. Okay. It, it simply would not exist. Neither Larry nor I have any interest whatsoever in hiring drivers and hauling freight. Hauling freight, as he said earlier, is how we pay for this program and we pay for everything that happens here. We do that by hauling freight. But I absolutely not would, under any circumstances, would ever own a fleet of trucks just to haul freight and hire truck drivers because truck drivers by and large, unfortunately think that the axis of the universe runs through the top of their precious little head. They think they're top of the food chain. They think they're all that matters. And the reason it works here 90% of the time is because we get people that understand that the axis of the universe doesn't run through their head and they're going to find it really quick. Cause I'm going to tell them um, yeah. that they're last. They're not first. The customer's first. You're last. You want to be in business. We're going to come here and show you how to be in business. Larry's last. Larry's the last guy that gets paid. Okay. Now he's paid well and he makes money while he's sleeping because of all the years of investment that he's done here. Okay. But he's last. He's not first. The customer's first. And truck drivers go, there's this one dude that keeps stitching all my videos because he, I hurt his feelings so bad in a TikTok because I said I didn't care about drivers. I cared about customers. Well, in his, in his pea brain, he thinks I'm trying to hire truck drivers and that I should bow down at the feet of truck drivers and worship them so that they'll come drive my trucks. And I keep trying to tell him, buddy, that's not what we're about. I'm not hiring truck drivers. I'm providing an opportunity for people to learn how to survive in business by driving a truck. I'm not trying to hire truck drivers. So if you're a truck driver and you hear my voice and it hurts your feelings, so what? I don't care. Because I don't care about your feelings. I don't care about your comfort. I don't care about your convenience. I care about you learning how to be self-sufficient, uh, how to run a sustainable business, and how to experience levels of freedom that you can't even fathom. But if you're a truck driver and you want a truck driving job, go somewhere else. I don't want you. Right? So it shouldn't hurt your feelings when I say, I don't want to hire truck drivers. I want to hire business people or people that want to learn how to be business people. So I don't care. I could not care less if a truck driver is offended that I don't want to hire truck drivers. That solves my problem. The more of you that are offended, the better. Well said. Well said, my son. Um, a lot of people misunderstand when we say truck driver. They, you know, they, they would y'all do y'all drive truck. Truck driver is a, is a, is a stereotype that we apply because 95% of the people that we run into in this business that sit in the seat and hold onto the wheel of a steering wheel and call themselves a truck driver fit the stereotype very well. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so we're, we're, that's not how we, we're not here to change those guys. You know, we've said, and we haven't said it tonight, but let me go ahead and say it right now. Our market is not to try to change people who have been in business for 20 years, how to do business the way we do it. That's if you decide to do it, that's great. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to keep the first time owner operator buying the first truck mm -hmm. from making the mistakes that everybody in this industry does. And they all make the same one. Okay. 
There's variations of it, but it's all the same mistake. Okay, they buy too much truck. All right, they buy the wrong truck. Mm-hmm. All right, they're not ready to buy a truck. You know, they're buying the truck because they want to replace their boss. That's the bottom line. That if that's the reason you're doing this, you're doing it for all the wrong reasons. Okay, you're going to find out pretty soon that your boss is smarter than you thought he was. You're going to find out your boss worked harder than you thought he did. You're going to find out your boss did shit you didn't know he did because now you're having to do it and you didn't realize he did it. Mm-hmm. So replacing your boss is not the reason to do this. And that's what we're trying to do is make people understand that this is a business. When you buy a truck, you're building a brick and mortar store. You know, it has to, it's the same thing, except in this industry, you can sign your name on a piece of paper that you don't read and you can get a truck to drive for a while and you think it's yours. And you can call it yours until the first thing that goes wrong with it happens. And then you give it back. And then, and, oh, by the way, and, and when you give it back, whatever you owe on it, they're coming after you for it. Because that walkaway lease, I've never read one yet. Y'all can send me one if you've got one, but I've never read it. So that's, that's what we do here. I, I'm not trying to change the industry. I'm just trying to help 17 people at a time from falling in these holes that this industry provides for you that turns out to be a minefield. Mm-hmm. And you don't understand it because you think that these tr- these trucking companies are looking out for you, and they're not. Listen, times are tough. Mm-hmm. You, they're not making any money hauling freight. Guess what? They're making money doing leasing trucks. leasing you a truck. Yep. Okay. So you pull your hat over your head and 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 uh, listen, listen. Okay. Uh, you just can't go start drive a truck and 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 think you're going to stay in business. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. So <clears throat> here's one says, uh, have opportunity to buy a truck and haul dirt around home for $1,100 a day advice. Well, go back and watch the other 184 episodes. There's plenty of good business advice about in here about running a profitable, sustainable business. I'm going to tell you that they're offering you $1,100 a day. Let's say that's real. And that's $5,500 a week. Um, uh, Larry has a, a a great formula for everyone to use. Take the revenue and cut it in half and take whatever expenses you think you'll have and double them. And if you can still make money, do it. But if the revenue's cut in half and the expenses are double and there's a negative number, don't do it, period. Or it's not enough number. Yeah. Yeah, because <clears throat> you have to live, right? So you got to figure, you know, okay, well, I mean, th- think about this, okay? And and you have to remind me what was the numbers from ATBS? Sixty three, sixty three percent, or sixty three thousand this year. Yes, According to 9%. ATBS, the average owner operator is at sixty three thousand dollars a year. Y'all, yeah, that, they got like twenty thousand owner operator customers, or maybe more than that. So it's a, it's a pretty solid number because they it, it goes across all strata, and uh, yeah. that's the average this so far in twenty 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 three. Y'all, I'm an experienced truck driver, okay, and a good one. I can I can put a truck anywhere, anyhow, anytime. I, there is no limit, or, or to my ability to drive a truck, okay. I wouldn't turn the key on for sixty three thousand dollars, much less take I, on I take all the of risk. the risk yeah. and headache of <clears throat> being an owner operator and leaving with sixty three thousand dollars. Hell no. Absolutely says guy, not. Says the guy who gives 35% away. <laughs> I'm the uh, only way I'm going to do it is if I can make a hundred and make double that. Okay. I want to make double 
what the average owner operator does. And that's exactly what we do here. And of course mm-hmm. we've got all the receipts. Almost triple. Yeah. Um, so there's no way that the risk is worth it. The pro here's where that $63,000 comes from. Okay. That $63,000 comes from a bunch of people that are excited about their rate per mile. Well, I got $5 a mile. Yeah. You went a hundred miles. You made $550 today when you could have made 12 or 13 or 1400, right? Or 18. And now you're sitting four days waiting for the next $5 mile. Now you're sitting, wait for the next $5 a mile load. And because you don't understand how your industry works and you understand how the business works. And of course you're not willing to work hard enough. That's how you end up with taking on all this unbelievable amount of risk to own a truck and, and walk away with $63,000. Hell no. There ain't no way I'd drive a truck for $63,000. Hell, I could go. There's a, there's 10 things that I could go do right now and make $63,000. Shit, at this point, I could go be a mechanic and make a hundred. Right. You know? Exactly. <laughs> if if you could live long enough, you three days of this put you in put well, you in bed, buddy. Seven days in a row. Thank you very much. Uh, when we well, got to day number seven, I had to take a break because I was about <laughs> to fall over. I um, guess you have a whole different appreciation for Carl now, don't you? He's a machine. An yeah. absolute machine. I by the way, I texted him, was that last night when I was dealing with that wiring nightmare? Yeah. Um, I put new headlight housings in this rehab truck. Yeah. And I couldn't get the damn right headlight to work. I had both bulbs dim. I'm like, there's no, there's no way. Well, that tells you there's a ground issue somewhere. So I get out my power probe and I've been screwing with this for like three and a half hours and I'm pissed off. It's dark and I'm mad. And I finally figured out that inside the frame rail, somewhere along the line, some jackass had, there was 27 butt connectors in this harness between the frame rail and the headlight. That's probably multiple jackasses. Some, you're right. There's plenty of them. They yeah. swapped the grounds and the powers for the high and low beam. And I finally found it. I had to build a whole new harness. I had to, I had to take like five or six pieces of wire, make my own harness and run it through there. Uh, yeah. Cause the other one was gutted so bad. So who knows how long this truck's been rolling down the road with, you know, dim light on one side and bright on the other. Well, um, nobody can figure out. That's what, that's where all those, all those, uh, um, uh, joint, butt joints came yeah. from. Nobody could fix it. So let's just put a couple of things in there, charge the guy 150 bucks, <laughs> put him on the road. Oh, <clears throat> so look, it's, it's, I'm going to probably have to go Chris, yep. but, uh, there, right. somebody asked you a question. Do we have any trucks open? We don't, but let me, that brought up another question. You know, we, here's the, here's our situation. Okay. We have got some guys that got their CDL from a trucking company. Mm -hmm. Okay. And because of that, they have an auto restriction on their license. They're good people. They're going to be great in the program, but they have to have an automatic truck at least to start until we can get that shit off their license, which Mm -hmm. will help them do over the course of 18 months. And we don't have a lot of automatic trucks. Matter of fact, I think we're going to end up losing one of them. So I we I, and I I hate to do this because I know what's going to happen, <laughs> but I got to tell you that the right truck, more importantly, the right owner in the right situation, we could use a couple of automatic trucks, maybe as many as three. Mm-hmm. All right, they got to be a 2016 or later Freight Cascadia owner. with a DD15. 
No, I don't want your Kenworth. No, I don't want your Peterbilt. No. In a DD13 transmission, it's got to have an inverter. I mean, a, an APU. Yep. And and uh, and it, it's and it's got to be paid for. Okay. Yep. It's got to be paid for. No payments. Um, we 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 would talk to you and 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 but but please understand this. Please understand that we I don't want to make you mad, but we're very 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 particular about who we do business with. Yep. And, uh, it, um, and you might think you're going to, you know, you know, baffle us, but you're not. Okay. So it's not going to happen. But, uh, if you've got, if you're in that situation, the ideal candidate here is the, is the, the truck owner who has a second truck he bought it to put a driver in and he can't keep a driver. Okay. And so it's been sitting in the weeds now and it's not making any money. And we could take that truck and we could put a driver in it and make some money for you. That's the ideal candidate here. Okay. We we do not want you to call us and say, hey, I'll go buy that truck and put it on for you. We don't take investors. Not our guy. Okay. So um, if that if you fit that situation, reach out to us, www.blueribbonlogistics.com. Chris, is there a slash there for, for owners? There is, but I can't remember what it is right now. Look, go to the go to the, the go to the link in bio, brlspodcast at gmail dot com. Send us an email. That'd be the easiest yeah. way to do it. And we'll uh, we'll set up a time to talk to you. Also, if you have any platform, if you have a forty eight or fifty three foot flatbed, uh, again, we're looking for one. So, and also, by the way, if anybody out there is looking for a uh, a good step deck, uh, we've got one for sale. Fifty one so, foot step deck. Fifty one foot step deck. Good shape. We've got one for sale. So, uh, or we'll trade you. If you've got a 48 or 53 foot flat and you want to step, we'll trade you. So, yeah. But with that being said, <clears throat> I'm going to have to bail out because I got a long night ahead of me and we got movers coming tomorrow. So, all right. To get my, so, I'll take a few minutes and wrap us up. Guys, uh, thanks everybody. We'll get back on the QuickBooks next week. Uh, again, I apologize, but they didn't get the demo to me and we probably wouldn't have had time to do it anyway. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm out, Chris. Talk to you later, guys. Be safe. Talk to you next week. All right. So looking at the calendar, um, let me double check here. Where did my calendar go? There it is. Um, Yep, we are back on Friday night next week, 8 o'clock, same channel, um, same time. Uh, Larry will have hopefully the, uh, uh, the QuickBooks thing for you guys to do. Um, so, again, TikTok. Uh, link in bio, all of our information is there. Guys, this is episode 185. Uh, Larry started at 55. There's 130 episodes, probably averaging two hours. Um, you're truck drivers. You ain't got nothing but time to listen. If you're interested in the opportunity that does exist to own and operate your own truck, we can show you how to do it sustainably. We're not going to do it like the rest of the industry does it. We're not going to do it like your buddy does it. We're going to do it like we do it, okay? And we are going to focus on raising revenue and minimizing expenses and serving customers. That's it. That's the program in a nutshell. It's wax on, wax off. Mr. Miyagi, we're going to teach you how to do this slowly over time uh, so that you can create new habits because when you're an employee doing anything, uh, if you're the restaurant guy, okay, uh, if you're going to be the chef, okay, and, and all of a sudden you the chef wants to open 
the restaurant. Well, there's going to be things that matter to the chef that don't matter to the restaurant operator. And there's things that matter to the restaurant operator that don't matter to the chef. Okay, well, if you're going to move from one identity to another, you have to change your mindset. You have to change the way you look at things. You have to change the kind of decisions that you make, the things that you're willing to do. Um, and that takes time. It's a, it's a big ship with a little rudder, and it takes a lot of time. And that's what we provide for you. It's 18 months. It costs nothing except your time. If you'll come and you'll listen and you'll do what we show you how to do, we can show you how to, how to own a truck, generate $150,000 to $200,000 before tax income in this market. In this, the worst market where all the communist bootlickers are losing their mind and want Congress to fix everything. We don't need Congress to fix everything. Everything's fine. We're doing fine because we know how to run a business. And we can show you that. We're more than happy to show you that. So uh, if this is something you think you want to do, I suggest you go back and listen to some of those 130 episodes that we've done because all, you'll find that all the themes are the same. Um, we're, we're not going to change our business based on who's president. We're not going to change our business based on what month it is. We're not going to change our business based on the market. Uh, some markets, we're going to make a whole lot of money and some markets we're going to just make a little bit of money, but we're always going to make money. And, and blue ribbon has been in, in existence since 2009. So it started in a terrible market. And through the ups and downs, all the way through, Blue Ribbon has continued and will continue on. So with that, I'm going to leave you guys. Um, we'll be back with you next Friday. Uh, so we will see you then. Everybody be safe.